Let me give this thing a go, see how it works. It's not great. <laughs> I'm hoping we get one of those shields for me in here. We'll see how it goes. But hey, again, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Can you kind of see me? Good. I'm glad. Um, so grateful that you're here today. These are some of my favorite Sundays, these baptism Sundays, for a lot of reasons. We get to hear about the work of baptism of the Spirit that's taking place in somebody's heart before their baptism today. We get to hear of God working in lives. We get to watch families and friends uniquely celebrate this momentous day for these people, for their loved ones. We get to be reminded of our baptisms today. That's a powerful thing. We get to see and hear and be reminded of the importance again of the local church and of the responsibility we have given over the, the ordinances, the sacraments, as you might call them. We get to hear from God today. So often in the evangelical church, we think of in terms only of our proclamation to God and baptism. But did you know today he's saying something to us today too, and in particular to our four people who are going to come up front. He's speaking to us today in baptism as well. So you see, it's very important. We've got four candidates today. Did we already go by them, Tony? Can we go back if we didn't? There we are. Sophia Coleman, Brendan Kennedy, and Emma and Jacob Aguas today that are taking part in this just important part of their lives. It's so important. And, you know, baptism can be one of also the most misunderstood aspects of the Christian faith. I was talking to a child once about baptism, and I said to her, why do we baptize people? Why do we do this? Well, and she said to put them under the water and bring them back up. And I responded, well, yes, well, they go under the water and come back up. Well, why do we do that? And she responded, thing get air. <laughs> it's true, so true, so true, and all our four candidates, we are going to bring you back up today. But there's more to baptism, and we can be kind of confused about what it is. And these mornings provide us a great opportunity, just for the next 15 minutes or so, before we baptize our candidates, to go a little deeper in looking at what Jesus commanded us when he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. This is what Jesus commanded of us to do. This is what he's told us to do. Jesus has given his church two ordinances, or sacraments, you can never call it different words, two ordinances of the new covenant in Jesus. One signifies our initiation into Christ, his salvation and church. That's baptism, what we're doing today. The second one is the ongoing feeding and nourishing of Christ to us for those who have already entered the church. That's, you know what that one is? The Lord's Supper. So one is the initiation in a way, like we're doing today, and then the supper is the ongoing feeding of the, the body of Christ. So Jesus says here, in these verses, these are our marching orders. Make disciples, and disciples get baptized. And that's what our four people are doing today. But what's it for? Why, what is it for? What is it actually? And maybe you're watching today online, or you're a family member or friend who's here today in the room or tuned in online, and you're not even sure what this strange water act thing we do is all about. Well, that's what we're going to do. Take a few minutes, as I said, to talk about baptism. We're going to look at three explanations pretty quickly. 
three explanations. Here they are. Baptism is a word picture, number one. Baptism is a seal, number two. And baptism is a sign, number three. Now, there's more than this, but this morning we're going to look at these three for the sake of our time. So let's start with the first one. Baptism is a word picture. Or you might say visible words. Or you might define it like this. Visible words through which a story is told. Visible words through which a story uh, is told. That's our next slide coming up there. So you get the idea. It's like a word picture. I love the creativity of God. Uh, you know, just think about it for a minute. He's the one who designed us and made us and knows us, and he's created us to experience the world through our five senses. That's how he designed us as humans. And if you read about the worship of the uh, Old Testament, you know that the temple worship, the sacrificial worship, was full of sights and sounds and smells and even taste as they, uh, 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 and touch. Animals were sacrificed as a word picture of Jesus, the sacrifice to come. Incense was burned and smelled. Food was eaten at festivals. All of those sensory experiences, this was all done by God. He made us. He gave us these senses to incorporate our entire self, our body, who we are, and all our senses into the worship of God. And the consecration are being set apart for God. He made us sensory creatures. And so baptism for us, and especially for the one in the water, is a sensory word picture. Visible words of what Jesus has done for us. And it communicates so much about Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection. So as the candidate is physically dunked and we see it and they feel it, we love pictures, don't we? We're, 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 we're pretty visual, aren't we? Pictures tells a thousand words, something like that, I think is the phrase. We love pictures. I was talking to one of our candidates a week or so ago, and we were talking about the recent fires. And we, were, we, were, we were all trying to explain, and, and how we were talking to other family members that don't live here, and trying to explain what it was like, the smoke and the sky, to our distant family members as they're asking, how are things going there, you know? And they all asked, send us a what? A picture. They wanted to see a picture of the sky, or a picture of the smoke. Now, the picture wasn't the actual thing, was it? No, it was a representation of the thing, the, the sky or the smoke or that orange sky a lot of us sent, posted online or sent to family members. The picture wasn't the actual thing. Just like baptism isn't what saves you, Christ saves you. And that becomes your salvation through repentance and faith. But the picture does tell us a lot, doesn't it? It tells us so much. We get a look at that picture today. You who are here, are you watching at home? We're going to look at the picture today. We'll talk about that picture more in our third explanation. But our first one is that it's a, a visible words through which a story is told. Our second one is baptism is a seal. Baptism is a seal. What do I mean by that? That it's a seal. What does it mean to have God's seal upon you, our candidates who are going to be baptized today? What does that mean? Uh, James Brownson is helpful here with a quote. He says, 
this about baptism as a seal. He says, the sacraments are not only signs that point our attention back to Jesus Christ as presented in the gospel and thus remind us of his grace offered to the whole world. They're also seals which assure us that God's grace and promise are given to us in particular as a person. We're marked by both Christ's death and resurrection as witnessed by both baptism and the Lord's Supper. So you're marked. It's like God putting his seal upon you. Uh, In particular, you as a person and and you two and and all of our candidates today. You know, one of the most um, memorable illustrations I've used here at Bethany, the one that people have come back and said something to me, commented about most, is when I showed my seal that I use on all my books. I got more probably teased than anything about it, but that's okay. It's memorable, so that's what's important. I use it on the books in my library. There's one. It's a seal that I use that I I like to mark them and and, and I put my name on them. If I loan them out, people know whose book it is. And I take it and I find the empty page. This book happens to be Desiring God. And I find a clean empty page in the beginning of the book and I press, I put it in between here and I press this seal upon the page. Kind of in a sense claiming ownership over this book. You don't, don't touch it. You see those initials? Keep your hands off. <laughs> I put my seal on the, on the book. In, some, in, a, in a similar way, kings used to take their official documents and they would put a wax seal. You heard that they drip wax and then take a little impression and stamp their seal upon the official document so that as it went out with the, the messenger, they would know, oh, this is, this is really a word from the king. Nobody has this seal but him. Nobody has this seal but me with my initials on it. Baptism is God placing in a way his mark upon the one being baptized, his, his stamp of approval, his seal upon this person. If the person is truly repentant and believing and born again, it's God's seal of ownership of this person, his stamp upon them. She belongs to me, he says. He belongs to me. Do you see it right there in that word picture? The seal. It's it's incredible. It's intimate if you think about it. So intimate, it's hard for us to even really grasp that in this room or watching online, but it is. You know, we often think of baptism, too, as we talk about this idea of the seal, as a one-way sign. You've seen one-way signs out in the street driving. One-way sign. You know, in our evangelical world, um, we talk sometimes here at Bethany about some of the best things in our evangelical world and some of the things that maybe we, we could look at. In the evangelical world, we tend to think of baptism in terms of only our public profession of faith, that one-way sign, us speaking to God, us professing, proclaiming, kind of like uh, one-way communication from us to God. Jesus, you told me to be obedient, and so therefore I am. See my public profession? Kind of that one-way communication. And it is that, and that's very important today, and we'll talk more about that just in a minute. But baptism is really much better described as a two-way sign, not just one way. It's much better described as a two-way sign. It's also God speaking to you, and God speaking to you. And God speaking to you. And God speaking to us and to you watching online as well. It's God saying, this is my seal. The baptism upon this individual. 
And for all the church that her salvation, his salvation is secure, she's been sealed by the Spirit and washed. What a beautiful seal. See this stamp of approval. I approve on the merits of Jesus Christ. It's two ways. It's God speaking to us today, too. Remember that. That's why it's such a joyful day for all of us who follow Christ. And you know why this is so good? You know why this is so good, this two-way sign? Because do you know what? Our speech to God is actually not the decisive final say or speech. It's God's speech about us that matters more. It's what he says about us. It's what he says about Christ. That's why we can't forget baptism is a two-way sign. God's speaking to us as well. We missed out on that whole thing if we just make it about the individual. No, God is speaking to all of us today too. Titus 3.5 says, He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, his word to us, but according to his word, his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Spirit, Holy Spirit. The work of baptism doesn't save us, but there is a word from God to us, that outward symbol of baptism points to the reality of the stamp and the regeneration, the washing of the Spirit. Romans 6.3 says this, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into his death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like now, as I said, the actual act of baptism doesn't bring the new life in unity, but, oh, isn't it a seal? It is. God's word over you. As Paul says here, there's a mystical union between the believer and Jesus as your spiritual baptism places you into Jesus' death and resurrection. It's a two-way message of God's seal on you, not just one way. Let's talk about the third one today. It's a word picture. It's a seal. Baptism is a sign. A sign is something that points to a greater reality or idea. And, and baptism as a picture is screaming out to us gospel, 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 over and over again. It points to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus for sinners. So let's look at a few, a few ways it does that to close. It's a sign of what? Union with Christ is the first one. That Romans 6 passage helps us here again. Romans 6, that passage I just read, speaks of that spiritual union, uniting with Christ. And many times in the Bible, it's talked about as a marriage, as the word picture in the Bible. Christ is the groom. We are the bride forever wedded in eternal matrimony. And so as Christ died for us, those who are going to be baptized today, and was buried, when we go into the water, we picture that burial. As we come up from the water, yes, we need breath, right? But we picture his resurrection coming out. As they step out of the water, as you maybe did at your baptism, we picture another sign. Here's the second one, being set apart to live for God. That Romans 6 passage goes on to say, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God as we step out of the water and into the battle of defeating sin in our lives. Therefore, Paul says in that same passage, do not let sin reign. Don't let it reign in your life. You're set apart for God. Well, a couple more signs that baptism points to, and we'll wrap up. 
not just our union with Christ, but our union with the church. Union with the church. So this is not just an individual public profession of faith. It's also for the church, for us, for you watching online today, if you're part of the church. We need to be careful and understand that coming to Christ is coming to his body, the church. To love Christ means to love his bride. The idea of a Christian not attached to a local church and living out the life of faith in rich community, which means Sunday morning attendance matters, life groups, giving, serving, uh, covenant membership, whatever your local church provides, this idea would be absolutely foreign to Jesus and the disciples, that a Christian would live apart from the bride. It would be an absolute contradiction. It could not stand in Jesus' mind. Baptism, symbol, baptism symbolizes this. It reminds us each to examine our connection to the local church. If you've been baptized, you're connected to that local church, but are you in reality? And finally today, 1 oh, Corinthians 12, 13 first, and then we'll, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. There it is. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, we're all made to drink of one spirit. And finally today, it's a sign of our forgiveness of sins. It reminds us we're forgiven. Christ had a baptism of his own, do you know that? And it's not the one I'm refer uh, that when John the Baptist dunked him. There was that. But I'm referring to the one where he said in Luke 12, 50, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. That baptism was the cup of God's wrath that he faced for you, for you, for you too. For us, all of us in here who believe and those of you at home, it was the cup of God's wrath, him suffering in your place, his judgment on the cross to pay for your sins. He nailed those sins to the cross, Colossians says. And oh, how water is a sign of washing that away. This past week, we also saw another perfect sign of this, a word picture. It was so smoky, wasn't it? Disgusting, oppressive, and eerie. Ah, and then came that beautiful rain. Oregonians had never prayed for rain so much in their life. That rain came Thursday night into Friday. And then Friday evening, I walked out of work and I was like, ah, it's the sky. It's there. The sun, it's there. That rain was a picture of just like washing away all that gunk, that ash, that smoke. And there it was, pure word picture. We see them everywhere from God. And this is a really important